We are going to keep going through the series we've been talking about, looking in the book, The Song of Songs, or Song of Solomon. I abbreviate it in my notes as SOS, and so that's just a fun thing you can do too, if you want. And um, so tonight, we're going to be kind of transitioning now to the wedding day is like the chapter we're at, so we're talking about marriage, or more specifically, uh, we're answering a question that I've been asked many times. I've been uh, in youth ministry, since, like as soon as I graduated high school, just started doing it. So it's been um, a few years, and then I've been here for eight years, and it's a question that I've been asked many times. I know Nate has, and so we're going to answer that question tonight, and that question is like, is like, is... How do you know if someone is the one? And so that's my message title tonight is The One. Where, where's my message title? Oh, it's on the side. Oh, oh there it's, I can see it back there. All right, sorry. You know, new space. Uh, so that's the question we're going to be answering tonight, hopefully, giving some insight into. And I just want to start by saying I know that, like, probably for most of you, like all of you, you're not like trying to get married in the next few months. So you're not like maybe really thinking this right now, or you're not thinking it about someone specifically, but it's a good question to ask even now what the one should look like and these standards that you should have for someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with are standards you should have in dating right now. So just because you're maybe not um, trying to get married this week, uh, you still want, these are principles and things that should be true of a person you're interested in, a person you're thinking about being interested in, because we will practice good habits now. Like if these are your standards now, then they'll also be your standards in like five years or 10 years or 50 years when you're thinking about getting married. So that's why we're talking about this tonight. And we just want to, some of you are like 50 years. Yeah, that sounds like a good timeline to get married. Um, but anyway, so that's what we're looking at tonight. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, because we should care, even if you're just um, dating or you're thinking about dating or there's like someone you've got your eye on, whatever it looks like, we should care about the people uh, that we're investing our time in. And a dating relationship is a personal relationship where you guys can really have positive or negative effects on each other. And so that's why it's important to have high standards from the get-go, and that's what we're looking at tonight. So we're going to be in Song of Songs chapter 4, and in a few of the verses there, we're going to look at some principles, some statements we should be able to make about a person if they are the one, right? And while I can't, like, point to someone specifically for you and just tell you, like, hey, that's the one. Like, be nice to them. You're going to be married to them in 10 years. Um, these are things you should be looking for and qualities you should expect when you're um, getting into that, like, portion of your life. So the first statement is that if someone is the one, it's going to be, number one, someone who isn't trying to change who you are. 
I'm going to read verse 7. And this here in this chapter is the groom is speaking about his bride, okay? And so that's the voice we're hearing. And the groom, um, he says here in verse 7, You are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. Nate showed us the, like, funny pickup lines. This is also just a great statement to say to someone. You are altogether beautiful. There's no flaw in you. Like, that's very nice. I would like to hear that. Um, And so that's a good thing. But he's saying here, there's no flaw in you in that I like you. I love you for who you are. Of course, like a little uh, side note, we always have room for growth and change, and we want to be becoming better people and better in the way we treat each other and the world around us and deeper in our relationship with Christ. We want to be growing, but we don't want to be someone who's um, trying to like pick apart who we are because God made you the way you are for a reason. We talk about this all the time, but God wants to use you, and he designed you and made you in a specific way so that he could use you in those specific ways. So if someone's the one, someone's the person you're going to, like, do life with, they're going to appreciate you, and they're going to enhance those things about you. They aren't going to be someone who's trying to change things about you. They won't be trying to change the way you look, like, I mean, this should be obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway. If someone's trying to, like, tell you, like, go to the gym more or something, bye. Like, I'm just telling you right now. That's a big no. Uh, If someone's trying to change the way, even just, like, um, the way you express yourself or you show emotions, like me, I'm crying all the time. I could be super happy. I'm going to cry. I'm super sad. I'm going to cry. I, like, find the last, like, almond milk at Publix. I cry. It's, like, such a good experience. Like, that's just who I am. But that's not, like, how Nate expresses his emotions. Like, if you spend any time with Nate, you know he's just, like, like, no matter, like, worst day of his life, best day of his life. Same thing. Like, it's just, like, the vibe. It's good. And so I'm not going to try and, like, force how I express emotion onto Nathan because that's just not who he is. And you don't want someone who's trying to do that to you. Uh, Someone who isn't trying to change your interest, like your hobbies and the things that excite you, the, like, pastimes you have, the art you make, the music you make, like, whatever it looks like, the sports you play, those things. If someone's, like, ripping on you for, like, your art, again, Bye. I'm just telling you right now. Not the one. Uh, Someone who is trying to change your dreams or your goals in, like, a bad way. Like, just trying to tear down the desires you feel God's put in your heart and God's opening doors and you're walking in a direction in the way you feel he's calling you and someone's trying to get you off that track. No. Not the one. Uh, And then, um, finally, too, and a big one is someone who's trying to change your beliefs. If you're here, I know most of you pretty well, and I know that most of you are here because you really are, you just want to see what God has to say about how you should live your life. You want to live like Jesus. You want to look the way he looked. You're turning to scripture for your moral, like, compass and standards, and that should be something that you're looking for and experiencing with the one, right? They're not going to be telling you that, 
um, this is garbage or that, you know, there's, you don't have to listen to all of it. They're not going to try to get you to compromise on beliefs of yours. Just, you know, this is very practical. These aren't like crazy, like things I came up with, but just things that you should be aware of and looking for and know that someone who's the one is not going to be trying to change those core things about you, the things uh, that make you who you are. So we want that to be felt and reciprocated, and there's no flaw in you. That should be the vibe, right? Like in the big things that need to be the same, you're the same. And in the places where you're different, you're helping each other, you're complimenting each other, and you're building each other up and encouraging each other in the direction that you're going. The second statement we should be able to say about uh, the one is that there's someone you can build and share life with. Verse 8 says uh, in chapter 4, come with me from Lebanon, my bride, come with me from Lebanon. So this here, he is very poetically saying in uh, the original Greek language, very poetically, it's like an invitation twice. And that means come with me instead of just saying like come along. The Greek way of saying it twice here is saying let me share my life with you. And that's what you should be looking for, not someone who's trying to like overpower your life or take away from your life, but someone that you can share a life with, someone that is compatible. And the word here that he uses for bride, come with me from Lebanon, my bride, is the same word spouse, but it's, again, in the original Greek here, is saying someone like, you complete me. Like, it's like, we can do life together because it's going to work together. We're going to build something together, and we're going to journey together in life. That's what's happening here. And really, it's because of the truth that God is using your life right now and it continuing to in the future. God is using your life in the spaces that you're in. So whether that's um, in a relationship or not, just wherever you are in life, God is using you. And so when you are looking at someone to think, do I want to date them? Do I want to spend more time with them? One day, are we thinking about marriage and things like that? Is it someone that like your lives are compatible spiritually in your calling? You have the same goals and ambitions, but you also will support each other where they look different. Uh, a fun story is that uh, when I met Nate, this was, well, I met him a long, long time ago. But when I started, like, responding to his text messages, uh, was like, sorry, Nate, was like 10, 11 years ago. I was a junior in college, and Nate was uh, out here. He was already the youth pastor here, but he had just kind of become the youth pastor and had just like officially started doing it like okay I'm gonna do it full-time before he had been like just doing it because the youth pastor left and Nate was like the oldest guy in the room um the oldest person there I think there was only like five kids in the youth group and so he like became the youth pastor and was doing it and so as I was approaching my college graduation Nate and I had been dating for like a year long distance and I had come to visit and he'd come to visit me we had like done that bit but I was thinking like when I graduate college if I want to like really if I'm thinking like 
next steps with Nate is like an engagement in a marriage, I need to see if like I want to be a part of what's going on in Vero Beach with his life. Because at the time, he knew like I'm going this direction. I'm really excited about this. This is what I'm doing. And me, I was like, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, and I literally, like, the thought when I moved out here was like, well, I have to move out eventually and get a job. So I'll try Vero. So I, like, came, got a super gross apartment and lived in it for a year while I just wanted to see, like, do I want to be a part of what's happening here? And it, do, are the things that I feel like God's put on my heart and the direction and, like, ambitions that I have, are they compatible here with what's happening with Nathan? And I thought they were. So then we got married. That's a whole thing. You know, it obviously happened because we're married. Um, but just that concept that if you're thinking someone's the one, you want to make sure that your life is going to be compatible and you're willing to build a life together. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 reads, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but what, how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. I love that. Like, it's about fighting. Like, I love it. Like, me and Nate can fight someone better together than alone. That's just a side story. A uh, three-fourth cold is not quickly broken. Now, what this is not saying is that God can only use you if you're in a relationship. That's not, I have so many, like, mentors and just spiritual advisors and people I look up to in the faith who are not married and God is using them like crazy. They're killing it. Like, you know, that's, like, not what this verse is saying. What I'm saying is that God's going to use you no matter what. So if you're thinking of, like, um, getting booed up, it should be with someone that is going to enhance what God's already doing in your life, okay? You don't want to be getting with someone who's going to be tearing you down or pulling you away from what God um, has called you to do. So you want to be able to say that it's someone you can build and share a life with. The third thing we see here is that the person who's the one is someone you feel safe with. Verse 8 in chapter 4 reads, Depart from Amana, from the peak of Sinir and Hermon, from the dens of lions, from the mountains of leopards. Again, what he is very poetically saying here is that with me you'll be safe. That there's safety with the one. And really this is so important and I feel like so many people miss this and end up in really just dangerous and harmful situations for themselves because they skip this one or um, they don't see signs in the beginning that become even more harmful the more time you spend there. And really, truly, a truth in scripture is that God has the best in mind for you. Uh, he tells us that in Jeremiah, his thoughts are of good and not of evil. In Psalms 139, verses 16 through 18, it says that all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. So just good thoughts, precious thoughts, um, just a desirable life laid out for you is what God has in mind. And if you're with someone who is not living like that, who's not treating you like that, then that's wrong. Bye. Um, You want to be with someone who's exhibiting these same traits. And uh, when you look up, like, uh, just on the old internet, ways to, like, know you're, like, in a healthy relationship, psychologists, doctors, like, people who they focus, like family therapists, marriage therapists, the biggest thing they say is that there's safety in the relationship. Safety physically, safety emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So important that, I mean, some of this, again, is, like, hopefully very common, but maybe you just need the reminder, but like physically you should be safe. People shouldn't be making you uncomfortable with the way they are like talking about you or touching you or if they're harming you uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of that. That's a big no, that's not the one. And it's unfortunate and it's sad, but it happens now at your age and it's just, that's wrong. No, that's not the one. Uh, And it was interesting. I read one article from a family psychologist that talked about the key traits and factors in a safe relationship. And I'm just going to list them to just hear. But uh, so good. Again, this is just practical. But it's just things to have in your mind, to be thinking about, to be uh, noticing. And right now, if it's a person you're dating and it's like everything about them is the opposite, bye. Uh, And... Then also, just things to have in mind for in your future. And the key traits and factors are predictability, warmth, empathy, presence, sensitivity, humor, integrity, forgiveness. There were a few more that I thought were really good. This one was kind but firm boundaries, honest communication, reliability, and accountability, and then mutual consciousness, which also this psychologist broke down as spiritually speaking, both of you have the same principles and the same faith. That according to someone who's not um, just using the Bible as their compass, but someone who deals with families and couples and people in relationships, and as a professional looks for ways to help them have healthy relationships, a key factor is that you both have those same principles, those same guidelines, the same faith. Amos 3.3 says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? It's that same thing. It's not going to work from the get-go if there's not that um, same spiritual um, guidelines and boundaries that are laid out biblically. And then the key thing that wrapped this all up was that there was consistency in all of this. That they're consistently looking like this, that they consistently exhibit these traits. That's what you want to look for. And that's where you find um, that safety, someone you feel safe with. I don't know uh, about the rest of you guys, but 2020 was like the year you found out some people were just a little sketchy. I guess is the word I'm looking for, right? And um, it was so cool, like, for me, and 
Nate and I got married young. We were 21 and 23. And um, it, you know, you think you know a lot about a person, but then, you know, seven years later, it's 2020, and, like, you could find out you didn't know a lot about them. Or any just thing comes through and happens, and you realize, like, in a hardship, like, oh, man, this person's not who I thought they were. But it's been so, I mean, not to, like, pat myself on the back, but, like, I've been, like, man, I chose well because in every difficulty, every, like, hurt, every bad situation in a year that, like, brought out the worst in people, it really truly just brought out the best in Nate, which made me realize, like, I had done a good job. I'm like, okay, good. I didn't marry a weirdo. And I'm so glad about that. Um, So just that, like, when you're looking for these things from the beginning, they only will get stronger as you go if it's part of who they are. And then the last thing Number four, something you should uh, be able to say about the one is that it's someone you can spend your life with. So I talked about building a life together and sharing a life, but now I'm talking about for life, like spending life with someone uh, together forever, like, right? Get like, that's amazing. Did you guys ever write like TG4? E and like, yeah, okay, I don't know. Uh, I just remembered that. Uh, so verses 9 and 10 in this chapter, if something weird, you read something weird, we're going to talk about it. So just brace yourself. You have captivated my heart, my sister, my bride. You have captivated my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. How beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much better is your love than wine and the fragrance of your oils than any spice? This is not his sister. (laughs) That's just getting that out there. Uh, This is not like, we're in the South, but we're like not in that part of the South. Um, So this is not his sister. It's a term he's using culturally. (laughs) Sorry, I, no, I did it to myself. Uh, it's a term he's using to culture, that would culturally show, I see you as family now. He's saying, I see you, my sister, my bride, because the bride part is talking about, like, choosing. Like, I liked you. You're my bride now. We're going to get married. It's great. Like, yeah, I, I want to be with you. But the sister part is to represent family and a family commitment, which I know this is not uh, what Maybe all of you have a healthy family, but most families in a, or in a family, I won't say most, in a family that is like functioning the way that God wants it to function and in a healthy way, uh, in a family like that, you're family for life, right? Like it's a lifelong thing. You're going to work through difficulties. You're going to work through trouble. You're going to always know like I can't get too upset for too long because this is my family so we're gonna like have to sort this out and work it out and what he's saying is we're becoming family and it means two things I mean it means a few things but a couple that I want to focus on a family is united a family's strong a family stands for each other right like if you have siblings then you know you can make fun of your siblings all day, right? Like, I I mean, I still, my sister and I just roast each other every second, uh, every chance we get. 
But as soon as someone else says something about your little brother, your sister, right? That's when it's like, no, I'm going to fight you. Like, it's like literally a thing. I'm two years older than my sister, so we were in high school at the same time together. And now she's beautiful, way cooler than I am. She's a literal model um, and, like, literally gets paid to be a model. Um, but she, uh, back in, in high school, she was not a model yet. And um, <laughs> she would literally, uh, she did the, like, she was a gymnast, which one meant she had to wear, like, four-layered tank tops all the time and then, like, walk like this, like, and um, she also gelled her hair back so hard. Like, it, like, just, like, it gave her Botox. Like, anyways, God bless her. She was a sweetheart. But people were mean to her. And she would come up to me, like, in the hallway. Or she'd, like, I'd see her waving out of one of my classroom doors. And I'd, like, walk out. I'm like, what happened, Leah? And she'd be like, hmm, this person just said this. And I'd be like, are you kidding me? And so then within, by, like, within a few minutes, I had, like, found that person and talked to them <laughs> nicely. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I got suspended for being mean to girls who were mean to Leah a lot. And, um, but that's not, it's not, I'm, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, but, but all that to say, that's that, like, family, right? Like, you're, like, gonna, like, go, I'm a senior in high school. I'm, like, swinging at freshmen. And it's like, what am I doing? But I'm doing it because you came for my family. And that's how I feel about Nate. I'm, like, a, a bit more spiritually mature now. So, like, I'm not going to actually fight anyone. But I've thought about it. Like, and, like, I'm going to have Nate's back, like, all the time. I'm, I'm, like, telling you guys to look for someone nice, and then I'm like, but if they come for your sister or your, your spouse, get them. Anyways, but it's that feeling. That's what he's saying to her, like, someone who's going to stick up for you, someone who's going to stand with you, who's going to see you as family in that way that it's like, you don't disrespect my family, like, and they're going to support you. And then also family is for life through everything, good, bad, um, through the fun times, the hard times, through like financially great times, financially bad times. Family, you have to work through it all together. You have to get through it all together. And that's what he's saying here. Like, hey, even if we fight because we're family, we're going to reconcile. We're going to work it out. We're going to find a way to move forward in our relationship. And that's what he's saying here is that, um, I'm going to see you as family, someone for life and someone that, like, we're going to be in this together, and I'm going to always have your back. Uh, the worship team can come up now as I wrap it up. <laughs> I kind of forgot I was supposed to do that, but it's fine. Uh, so all of this is important, especially this point, is because God wants marriage to represent his love. 
The Bible talks about how marriage is a representation of Christ's love for the church. Uh, there's passages where uh, it says, husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. And it's this concept is uh, in Scripture, talked about in Scripture, because God wants um, your marriages to represent the love he has for people. And even though you're not getting married this week, like, one day when you do, you want it to be a marriage that you're going to fight for, that you're going to be with someone, that you're in it for the long haul, the way Christ loves us always. Christ loves the church forever and eternally, and that's his um, goal and his plan for your marriage, that there's a love that lasts as long as you're um, living and beyond all of that. And I also just want to stop and say that I know for a lot of you, uh, that's not maybe the marriage you've seen modeled by your parents, and that's not what it looks like or what you've come from. Um, and that's, I'm, this message is not to like shame your family or your parents. That's not what I'm trying to do. That's not it. Life is hard, and that's really just the point of why we're having this series and why I'm talking about how do you know someone is the one because I don't want those hardships for you that maybe you've seen modeled by um, the people in your life that you care about. And if you weren't able to see your parents experience it, I want you to be able to experience it and to save you or to keep you from having to have those feelings or that hurt or that pain uh, that maybe you've seen people in your life experience. So that's what he's talking about here, is someone you can spend your life with, someone you can work through all the things with. So to wrap it up, how do I know when I found the one? Well, you never really will, right? Like I said, there's never like a big sign that's so obvious, like sometimes you'll hear people like, oh, I knew you were the one when you like picked orange juice instead of soda or whatever, like arbitrary things like that. Um, uh, but this is more biblical, more practical ways to just measure up your maybe current relationship to these standards to these statements um, or future relationships to these, to just have in your heart and your mind the things to be looking for uh, so that your life and the call that God has on your life won't get derailed by a bad relationship or by someone who wants to take that calling away from you or distract you from that calling. And that's really like the heart behind this message for me to you guys is that you would be finding people in, yes, like a relationship, but also just in your friendships. The people you're surrounding yourself with are helping you in your calling, are encouraging you in your calling. You want to be with someone who isn't trying to change who you are, someone you can build and share a life with, someone you can feel safe with, and someone you can spend your life with. And you want to be making decisions now and having standards now that, uh, set you up for a good life right now with if you're in a relationship or with friendships or whatever that looks like. But then also you want to set yourself up, like I said at the beginning, where these are the things, they just become the default of what you're looking for. And if you're not experiencing it, then you know it's not the one. It's not who God has for you. And you're able to have that um, biblical 
uh, backing for why you should um, be walking away from someone or a relationship if it's not guiding you or um, enhancing the call that God has on your life.